What's going on, everybody? Nate here. We did another live podcast today, and uh, I guess we have the announcements to get out of the way in the beginning, so here I go. Uh, we have a Black Friday special that is going to be out, I guess, until Wednesday. So that is going to include basically any t-shirt is now going to be $15, uh, and hoodies, unfortunately, we only have sizes small, uh, 2XL, 3XL, 4XL, and 5XL. Uh, the t-shirts are $15. The hoodies are $25. So this is the cheapest they'll ever going to be. I'm actually probably, actually I am losing money on these, but uh, it allows me to get some stuff out the door so that I can open up uh, room for more stuff probably after the first of the year. So this is going to be the best deal you're ever going to get on a t-shirt or a hoodie, maybe short of Black Friday again next year, but it kind of depends on the situation that I'm in, of course. Uh, and all, uh, oh yeah, and you can also get a window decal and a patch for $5, $4, sorry, yeah, $4. And then I have what is called a Black Friday special. So the Black Friday special, which I need to pull up because I don't have it up right now, uh, raise your hand if you're super prepared for this. Uh, if you can see the video, which doesn't exist, I am not raising my hand. All right, the Black Friday special is going to include a Cue It Up t-shirt, a hoodie, uh, Pool is a Beautiful Game Played by Ugly People t-shirt, uh, one industry surprise, so this could be a hat, this could be like a Q-Tech hat, this could be a Q-Tech t-shirt, this could be a Solato hat, hat, this could be a tip, this could be a joint uh, a joint extender. I have a lot of things around and basically I'm just going to throw something in there so it'll be an industry surprise. Plus you get a queued up towel and you get a patch and a window decal. It's $140 value. You get it for $100. That is going to be the Black Friday bundle. Uh, if any of those are of interest to you, you could reach out to the podcast page or you could email podcast at gmail.com or you could reach out to Nate Mindham on Facebook. Uh, any of those places of work. We also have the, the website queueituppodcast.com and there is a contact us form on that website that you could use. Alright, let's get uh, into the Patreon. We have a Patreon update and of course we are going to be doing a Patreon giveaway for a Predator Air Rush. So that is going to be given away free to one of the lucky Patreons. And uh, we have a, uh, I guess an update. We are going to be we had uh, David Wiersma, the worm, who upped his support from $10 to $20 in light of this. So he is going to get a bonus entry as well as five entries. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's the only Patreon update we have. If you would like to sign up for this and give yourself an opportunity to win the Predator Air Rush, a $600 jump queue, uh, head over to patreon.com forward slash queue it up. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash queue it up. And it's also in the description of this video. All right, with that out of the way, let's jump right into today's podcast. I'm a real deal. I shoot your liver out and hand it to you. I guess the fans are in for for more uh, 
more little tokens from from Jim yeah. Telfer after after no, last I actually, week. I actually before we get started, I know I'm I'm waiting for it. I'm ready. No, I, before yeah. we get started, are we actually live yet? Yeah. 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 Nobody's here yet. I would like to apologize to anyone who got offended with my little rant last week on the podcast. <laughs> I don't take I back anything I say. I, 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 said, I, I stand by everything I said, but I could have probably vocalized it a little bit better. And I just want to make clear that it wasn't aimed at anybody who was watching or that was on the comments at the time. It was aimed at a specific person or persons who had posted on other stuff. Uh, to All was, I know uh, is was Jason and what happened to Jason. So apologies if anyone got offended. Like I said, I if I ever have if true. I ever have Cheeto stains on my shirt, I'm gonna feel real insecure <laughs> going forward. That's all I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, everybody's making sure. <laughs> everyone's making sure they've got a clean shirt on this week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I just wanted to say that and apologize and to Nate as well if I if I if I lowered the tone of your podcast. Jim, I, I know it's what not I'm possible. I don't think the Lord. When I'm bringing you on, I know what I'm getting. <laughs> You're nothing more than I a did. poor man's Robin. <laughs> I don't mean that, Jim. It's all right. I take with, it with with it's a Robin fine. is with a Robin. The quality of you, you should not be stuck with a Batman like me. <laughs> I mean, at least I come on here and I apologize to people after I've upset them. Unlike some, people. unlike some people. Is eh? there anybody else who wants to jump on and make an apology? Is there anyone else? Jim, what is your what is your <laughs> occupation? I'm an air traffic controller. Okay, move there. Yeah. it's kind of like yeah. being God without having all the crazy people following you. They got to go back and review that security clearance now after, after, <laughs> after, after last week. I should, I should never have been given it in the first place. I think we should take that clip and just send it to his employer and say, uh, is this the type of person that you want to employ? Oh, they've seen worse than that. The type of person you want to represent you? They've seen worse than that. Don't worry. Well, now that we've got Q, that out of the way. I know yeah. cue for Jim to be able to talk is just to say, clear the land, Jim. Clear the land. <laughs> <laughs> Runway open. Yeah. So what are we going to talk about then, Batman? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought, you, I thought you guys just wanted to get on here to talk about what wine you were drinking, Jim. <clears throat> oh, you asked me. Yeah. Well, I'll, technically Rob did. What, what is that? Oh, hey, I'm Rob. Reading. Hey, Rob, how are you doing? It's been a little while. How are you feeling? Hey, gosh, man. I've, it's a little I've too cold for golf show. now. A little too cold for golf, huh? I'm done golfing. Yes. You got Although any snow up there yet? Next week. Got any snow up there yet? Yes, a little bit. Trace. That's all we got. Just a little bit. Yeah. Well, we. I guess uh, we're going to talk about. I don't know. What do you guys want to talk about first? You guys want to talk about the uh, the Euro Tour? You want to talk about Moscone Cup first? Rob, I want to talk about Jasmine, Jasmine Ocean finishing second and dancing on dancing with the stars. No, did she take really? it away, Mike. I didn't even know. Either did I. Yeah. So take it away, Mike. No, I just that's that's really? pretty she much it. Like, I think it's pretty cool. Was she was on this. How long was that show? Because I haven't seen well, those videos. She, those videos were posted for like three months. Yeah, yeah. for wow. for because she made it all the way to the finals, she was on every week for you know, uh, probably whenever the event was in, in Austria, yeah, uh, the predator event in Austria was the first week that she was, uh, on the show. And so, you know, she kept going from week to week advancing and, you know, she had mentioned or Albin had mentioned along the way that, that didn't think she would, you know, last very long, 
but you know, she made it all the way to the final. So she went through, I don't know, seven, eight weeks, rounds of things. And, oh, yeah. and, uh, uh, you know, apparently she did, she did pretty well. And she's, you know, she's she didn't surprise me a lot. Cause she, she's an athlete. Right. I mean, that's what know, I was just about the same name. Yeah. She had an album, you know, they work out with trainers. She's, she, you know, she's got great hand-eye coordination, obviously, and she's in great, you know, shape and athletic. Yeah. So, uh, a good uh, ambassador. That she could pick up, you know, dance moves, and um, uh, and she's she's a good speaker. I'm sure she was great for that show. I mean, she's fantastic. So congratulations to her. Uh, it's been a while since she's picked up a cue, but um, I don't think that'll slow her down much. And, and maybe she's got a backup career now. I was going to say, man, yeah. does uh, yeah, I think I think her backup career might be pool. What do you think? <laughs> Maybe she can know. use some of the dance moves around the table as she's going from ball to ball. Oh yeah, she can do her like you know uh, her, her her imitation of Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah, right. you know, but, but, I mean, how, how great is it, is it that, that, that there's a country where you know when they're? I mean, it's basically a, it's, it's basically a celebrity show. It's a little bit like you know the the the, the, the get me out of here in the jungle or whatever it is and that kind of thing. It's only celebrities that get invited to. So the fact that, that in Austria she's considered to be a celebrity is only good for the sport. You know, we need more celebrities. We need uh, we need them all to be recognised in all different countries. So maybe it's a good start. You know. Well, maybe Amazing. Earl can get on Dancing with the Stars in the U.S. Now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> oh, here we go again. That didn't take long, huh, Mike? <laughs> you just couldn't stop. You just couldn't help yourself. He did just, you? just, you just, just, just set it up. He just set himself I up. Thumb, I had my thumb on the mute button. I had my thumb on the mute yeah. button. I just couldn't do it. Couldn't my, 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 my drop was just chicken shot for six minutes here. And you I just, wish we <laughs> had that that screenshot from Earl that I that I seen in the group chat that where he goes off on Pinozo again for a, throw it a fourth there. time. It's, it's, <laughs> always, it's, a, it's a badge of honor when you get personally called out by Earl for on sure. his Facebook page. Wait, which time? Three posts a year. And yeah. uh, to call you out on one of them is pretty but good. It's already been decided, Mike, that you know if, if, USA, if USA have a terrible week and Earl can't win a point, it's already been decided it's your fault, apparently. Errol's already singled you out as the person responsible for him playing badly. <laughs> I'm happy to take the blame. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was and feeling great. Is. One call from my composer, <laughs> Billy's Digest. Now I don't care anymore. All everyone <laughs> wants to do for me to get mad. Too many haters in school. What a shame. His <laughs> mental game is just oh, such wow. a liability, <laughs> boys. I mean, come on. It t- I mean, you're going to let Pinozo put you on tilt that bad? I mean, well, boy, Pinozo? he's going to have, he's gonna have a, long, a, a long week. At the, I was going to say, if Pino, if the, I was gonna say, wait till Jim gets about 15 wait years in. <laughs> wait till he gets a piece of me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> wait till he oh. takes a bite out of this sandwich. <laughs> so, uh, Mike, in, in your sure. career, when you first started out at, uh, at, at the magazine, wh- what was Earl's uh, status in the pool world in the United States at that time? Uh, when I started, he wasn't even playing. <laughs> okay. So, uh, uh, yeah, I saw when He's he first came up, the first couple eyes. events that he was, the first couple events that he was at when he started making his name for himself. Um, you know, and we've always gotten along. We've always battled and, you know, we've had our head to heads cause I didn't always agree with the way he acted and, and, sure. and, or talked about pool or whatever. Um, uh, but we were always, you know, friendly enough. I mean, I, he was on the cover of the magazine more times, I think, than anyone. And I was continually doing stories with him, you know, allowing him to apologize for whatever had 
ticked off people, you know, in the in the previous tournaments or what he had said or a Moscone Cup or whatever. Uh, our relationship was always really good. Um, and, uh, you know, after, you know, a week or two ago when we had our podcast and I questioned how he would be able to handle it and would he be able to handle it, you know, that kind of set him off. So, um, as someone said, if, if it takes as little as something from someone like me questioning, you know, how he'll handle things for him to go sideways, yeah. that doesn't bode well for anyone. Oh, I mean, I wish him well. I, I called him up and actually that's the phone call he was referring to. I called him up and said, listen, I'm, I'm here to wish you well. I want, no one wants you to do better than mm-hmm. I do. Uh, and that's true. I mean, I, I you know, he's, he's a, one of the greatest players ever to play the best nine ball player I ever saw play for sure. Um, and, you know, one of the smartest players, I mean, he, he's got it on. And when he gets it all together, he's, he's something to watch. So I would like to see that Earl show up and play. Uh, but you know, if I've got to get, uh, you know, question anytime I question whether or not he can handle the pressure or handle the crowd or whether he's going to go off the rails, then, uh, then the problem's a lot bigger uh, than let me, me. Trust me. Let me ask you. A, let me ask you a question, Mike. And I'm not a big fan of hypotheticals, but I'm going to go down that road here. If, yeah. If 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 Earl, let's say, plays well, is there still room for him, like on the on the matchroom stage, like outside of the Moscone Cup? You think? You mean in like, terms of World Cup of Pool or World Pool Masters, that type of thing? Yeah. 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 Um, you know. I would say probably not because I would like only because I would like to think that Matchroom would stick to rankings or something close to rankings for who it invites to World Cup of Pool and World Pool Masters. Now, if you get into something like Championship League Pool or, um, you know, one of their other larger scale invitational events, then, yeah, absolutely. He's he's got you know, he's got room there because his game can handle it. His game, he can still play with anybody. Um, and, you know, while he's gone off the air uh, at times at matchroom events and said, you know, sometimes bizarre things, it's not like you have to worry about him, you know, hitting someone over the head with a cue or, right. you know, going, doing something that, that someone's yeah. going to get sued for. It's just, it's just, does, does, do things get uncomfortable? Do things get a little embarrassing? Whatever. If that's, if that's the worst that can come out of it, then, then yeah, you take a chance and you put them in events, you can put them in, but I don't think you put them in an event where you can only take one or two Americans. No. Fair point. I think, yeah, I think, I think the, the American side is a little bit more, I don't want to say wide open because I think sky's legitimately number like one, one B. Yeah. You know? And um, so it'd, it'd be hard to kind of, you know, move them over for Earl, but the guy like, he, those little those little YouTube clips are just great, I think, for the sport because it gets people like excited. Whether they're talking about it, you know, the drama or God, I can't believe he, you know, he he had a meltdown like that. I just I just like when people are talking about the game, you know. Regardless, so, of and those things ball. those things go and rake up views. Yeah, they do. They do. You don't want to turn things into a sideshow for the sake of ratings, yeah. right? So <clears throat> there's a fine line there, and you just you know. You hope the promoters like Matchroom know where that line is and and try to stay on one side of it. Yeah, but that's why I said at the beginning it's more of like if he plays well, like you know what, it like not necessarily if USA wins or not, but just if Earl goes and performs. Yeah. So I mean, like like fundamentally he has to, right? Because I mean, yeah, you're there to play pool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, listen, I 
how cool would it be if, for pool as a sport if you had a 60-year-old who had, you know, comeback player of the year potential and, and uh, you know, that, you know, all of a sudden ends up playing again. And, and I don't know if he wins tournaments or not, but, you know, it competes well again. That's a story in and of itself. I mean, you can, yeah. you know, you come out of a tournament with two stories. The person who won, the fact that this 60-year-old made the Final Four. Um, there's not many sports you can do that. Um, and it's, it's incredible that he's still at that level, um, which I'm sure is attributed to all the sit-ups, but, um, you know, it's just, (laughs) it's just, you know, when you, when you think of other guys who are 60, you know, they, they can't shoot like that anymore. They still know the game as well as they did a Nick Varner or, or players like that. They still know the game. Uh, but their strokes just not as straight. Their their nerves aren't as steady. All that kind of stuff that Earl still has that at sixty yeah. to be playing at the level he's at is is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you know, all kidding aside, it does. I mean, he does take seriously his regimen of staying in shape. I don't know what that the actuality of what that is, but I give him credit for for taking like himself seriously. Well, he, he takes himself seriously as an athlete. That was one thing that yeah. from even from the very beginning, one of the things that Earl always focused on and talked about was wanting pool players to be treated as sportsmen and athletes uh, because he thought that that's what was required to play the game at the top level. And he was always bothered that pool players, top players, never got that type of uh, recognition. And so, you know, he's always had that mindset, and, and I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, good for him. It's probably what's kept him able to play as well as he does at sixty. So, um, you know, uh, he, it would be great to see him play well. I'd love to see him play well. I mean, I'm a well, I'm a journalist. Up. I'm a writer. The easiest story in the world to write would be if Earl plays well and the U.S. wins. Yeah. <laughs> I could write that in my sleep. Yeah, I mean, that's it's you know we usually we, do. We, we we talk we've talked about it before and we're saying you know what pool needs is for it to 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 extend its reach to people that have maybe never watched pool before or or don't watch it as much as 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 we would like them to watch it but Earl is one of those guys that even for people who don't watch pool they know who he is for some reason yeah. i've had conversations with people at work who know that i'm a bit of a pool fanatic and they talk about you know, they ask me, oh, so you're going to this, uh, is it this Ryder Cup thing this year? So, yeah, Moscone Cup. Oh, yeah, you're going to that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I watched it a couple of times when I was a kid. Who, who was the American guy with the moustache that was always a little bit crazy? And I'm at Strickland. Yeah, Earl Strickland, Earl Strickland. And they all know Earl Strickland. Ask them to name one other American player from the 90s, the 2000s. They might come up with a Shane Van Boning recently. Jeanette. Other than that, that's it. They don't know the names of these guys, but Strickland, for some reason, Strickland sticks in their head. It's just an aura that he has, and he's just he's got that. It's almost like a charisma that he that, that he has. That for some reason people people just remember him, you know, for the good things, for the bad things, and uh, whether no, you Paul like needs- or what. I mean, there's not many not many people. There's we talked about Jeanette Lee saying that she transcends the sport. Errol's kind of the closest to that in the men's game, you know, that yeah. actually transcends the sport. You know. Um, yeah. Efren would have been also if he had been a European or an American and the television views had come through as much over in, the, in, in Europe or in other parts of the world um, the, the way that it did for Errol. Well, but, I'll tell you uh, what, like, you're talking about the Western world because Efren yeah. is a legend. 
Yeah, but that's I'm talking about Lashley's people that I talk to that talk to me about pool. Yeah. People that, that the don't play world. the game, they never go to a pool hall, but they know who Earl Strickland is because there's just been one time they've watched the Moscone Cup and they've seen Earl and they've seen the stuff that he does and they just remember the name Strickland. Uh, oh, the guy with the moustache, yeah, the American guy. Yeah, he's a bit nutty. They just remember him, you know, so... Uh, <laughs> I hope he. I hope he pulls out the the, the old Errol. I hope he does uh, oh, yeah. a, a bit of that. It would be pretty poetic, you know. I hope he does sports. a little bit of everything, really. I hope he does and a little sports, bit. Of sports has a lot of moments like that of yeah. of uh, of things like things just coming together, you know, at, at at wild times, and and um, it makes for an amazing story. So, while I'm betting on Europe, <laughs> I'm uh, it it would be pretty awesome to go and see, you know, it going deep. And and I, what I want him to do is when he win, when he wins one of his matches, he lifts up his shirt and he's got another T-shirt underneath with a Screw F.U. Penoso F.U. Yeah. Penoso on it. Something. <laughs> <laughs> I could use the attention. Well, you were going to say, "That's your night." Painted on his painted on his abs, you know, and his six pack. Yeah. That's for yeah. Mike. Something like that. You know? <laughs> on, he just like puts like a, a new letter on each individual ab, like F. U M I K E. Exactly. Showing off his six pack. Hopefully he doesn't have an eight pack. We don't really know. Maybe you can do a couple of exclamation marks or something. Well, if what you're else? doing that if you're doing that many push ups and uh, sit ups uh, in a day, then you're gonna have a few packs, that's for sure. Yeah. So uh, I think there's a there there's a couple of really good questions out there in the chat. We'll start with this one because it seems chronologically most relevant. Uh the fan voting is out now for the uh, fans choice for the singles and the doubles. Um, I'm right in saying that there was never a fans choice for doubles in no, the previous year. Right? This is the first, first year. year. Yeah, first year. Okay. So let's talk about this one. Uh, who, Rob, you haven't been on the show for a little while. Who do you want to see for a fans pick between US and Europe? And of course, it's um, Albin Ocean, Jason Shaw, Eklund Kachi, David Alkaidi, and Joshua Filler. On the U.S. side, it's Shane Van Boning, Sky Woodward, Earl Strickland, uh, Tyler Steyer, and Chris Reinhold. Who are you wanting to see on both sides for singles? Yeah, I want to see uh, Earl and Jason. Earl and Jason? Yeah. Any reasons? Yeah, for the uh, for the effect of, of that, uh, with uh, the personality effect of, of the players. And and I I, I, I think... Pool players, like a lot of athletes, uh, have their game face and then their life face. Uh, and and with these two, I think it's notable that when they go into that arena, when they're playing, uh, when they put that grab that cue stick in their hand, that's a game face they're going to have. And and they're both very strong in that area. Uh, they're both the dominant, uh, powerful characters in the sport. And, and that's what I'd like to see really to start things off. If, if really serious, if Earl can go out there and really perform that, that opening singles match and, and, you know, win it. I I think that's just going to be such a huge boost for the whole team morally. All right. Pinoza, what do you got? We know you're picking Earl. Who are you picking on the Europe side? Um, I, I, I agree with that. I would go, you know, it, it depends if you're looking for, the marquee matchup that's going to draw eyes and it's going to get attention. It's going to have people on the edge of their seat. I'd go Jason against Earl for sure. Hands down. Um, You know, I think Josh would be my second pick because, you know, 
he he would really it, he would approach it differently. He would irritate Earl. Um, Jason against Earl, I think that could just be a real, you know, that match could be over in five minutes as far as <laughs> the pace that they shoot at. You're going to have um, more commercial time than you will actual play time. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I think, I think, uh, I think Jason against Earl is, would be, would be great, great television. Right. What you got, Jim? Um, I think, what do I want? Personally, I want to say, I mean, I like the way the Marsham try and mix it up and they try and do a new thing every single year. So this year they've put in that the, there'll be a fan's choice for a doubles match as well. <clears throat> I don't think it helps the USA. I don't think it helps the USA at all that there's going to be two matches in there that are going to be decided by the fans that take the power away from Jeremy to, 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 to make a tactical selection. Because I'm pretty sure Errol will be involved in both of those. It's, it's going to be Errol in the singles and it's going to be Errol and Shane in the uh, doubles pretty much guaranteed, I think, because the majority of people that are voting, uh, from the, certainly from the European side, they're all going to vote for Errol. And from the from the USA side, they're all going to vote for Shane because obviously the USA want the point and Europe want to see Errol as much as they possibly can. <laughs> and I don't think that benefits, I don't think that benefits Germany, Jeremy and I don't think it benefits Matchroom's chances of, 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 of winning, uh, sorry, uh, USA's chances of winning the, the Moscone Cup. So, I mean, I think, I think it'll be Errol. It'll probably be Errol against Jason. Um, that'll be the pick who I would want to see. Don't really care, to be honest. Um, you want to see the bottom of a bottle? <laughs> yeah, I will see the bottle of many, many bottles. Um, I, If I had to choose a match that I would really, really like to see, and it's not about Moscone, it's just two guys going head-to-head, then I'd like to see Filler taking on Shane. But um, I think I'm, I'm pretty sure it's We've already be- seen that. We've already yeah. seen it, Jim. Yeah, yeah. no, but I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's going to be hell <laughs> against Jason, and uh, I, I don't mind Jason getting an extra match. I'm quite happy about that. Um, All right, what do you think, yeah. Mike? I'd say you better be careful what you hope for putting putting the old man in the box, because you never know, man. It, it, you listen, never he can know. go. You never know. He can go just... and strike some some magic. But I, yeah, I, I this is yeah. this is the first time in God in years that you can go and say like you know Shane's chances of being the fans you know voter. Are going down by the day because yeah. people are just excited yeah. to go and see the pearl out there on the on the main stage. I'm I'm with you. I, I think uh, Earl and insert any European you want. You know his his clip with with Kachi is, has gone viral. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing that. Obviously, Filler would instantly go and put him on tilt. Him and Jason with their uh, straight pool uh, video. You know history. You know insert any any one of those three, and I'm happy. Um, but I wouldn't write him off. You know, I think, I think he can go and get there, you know, race the five, nine ball. Um, and for sure in the doubles, it's going to be Earl and Shane. I mean, with, without a doubt, it's yeah. going to be Earl and Shane. And I think you're going to end up having uh Jason and Joshua in there. Yeah. I think they're the two, they're the two anchors. And it's, I think just because of their personalities, I mean, obviously Albin's playing, you know, the best pool, you know, on, on earth right now, I think. Um, but people want to go and see those two get in the middle, Jason and Josh and Earl, and, and you know any which way involved. It's going to be awesome. I mean, and I and I bet you the the votes. I'm curious to see the amount of votes compared to like the last two years versus this year, and what those numbers like in, increase wise look like. Because I bet you it's yeah. going to go up. Oh, Just because Earl. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. Mm-hmm. I think. I mean, yeah. if, if you if you're JJ, I mean, you're you're trying to get Shane out there as much as you possibly can. And that's that was in previous years. That was one of the guaranteed matches he was going to get. Now, 
I believe he's not going to get that match. And I think, you know, that's just one that's just one less match for Shane that, that Jeremy would prefer. He'd want to get Shane in every match they possibly can. He'll be trying to stretch that schedule and finding ways to get Shane in there as much as possible. He said it himself the last time we spoke to him. He feels Shane's playing possibly the best pool of his career. He wants him in as many matches as he can possibly get. Yeah, but if Shane gets help, Shane will be better if Shane gets help from other guys because he's not going to feel everything on his shoulders. Then Shane will become more dangerous, I think. You know, but when Shane's made, like when Shane has that pressure, and we've seen it over the years of him having to be that guy for Team USA and they Mm -hmm. go as he goes, um, it can get a little ugly, you know? Yeah, and I think on top of that, I mean, you know, Shane has been to pick into captain's uh, the fans' Automatic. choice every time, right? Mm-hmm. Has right. he won any of them? So yeah, really, point, are they yeah. losing? Are they losing any points that they've won in the past? So I think my <laughs> shot Earl, and, and conversely to what you were saying before, Jim, I'm happy that Albin's out a couple of matches. Yeah, true. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, yeah. yeah. I'll I'll say this: like uh, when when kind of going off of your point, Jim. Uh, this really actually does hurt the U.S. quite a bit, I think, because, sure, if Shane gets in, great. You're getting Shane in one more doubles than you would normally get, and you're getting him potentially in one more singles match. But the point is, is, like, you're going to, with this now, because you know that Jason and Josh are probably going to be the doubles for, for Europe, right? So then you're saying, all right, well, now you're going to be able to get probably Jason or Joshua in the singles, plus they're going to get an extra doubles. They're going to end up getting six or seven bites at the apple in this. And Do you really want Jason and... Joshua both getting seven seven swings at this. It's like it doesn't look good for the US if Jason and uh but it's like Jason Mike, and Josh are both getting six or seven swings. It's like Mike said, if you would you rather that or would you rather Albin getting the seven shots at it? At the moment, the way everybody's playing, you know, if you you're you yeah. say you'd rather you'd rather have Jason getting uh, picked more times than Albin, uh really, because Albin is the is the Albin and Josh are the two real hot players at the moment for Team Europe. You know, so I mean, okay, it's not a bad trade for Team Europe. Oh, well, you know, we've got Jason instead of Alvin, you know, because he can still shoot, you know, lights out. But I mean, Errol could be playing great. You know, Errol could be really enjoying it. And it could be it could be good for USA if he gets in there and he gets put in that singles match and he gets put in the doubles match and he's playing well. Then, yes, uh, you know, it's, it's not a bad pick for USA. But on the other hand, if he's playing, if he's let's say he's playing badly, it's two more matches that he's got to play in. If he's not playing badly, it's two more matches where the European fans and the European players have the opportunity to get into his head and try and get him over the edge, you know? So either way you look at it, it's... Either way you look at it, it always comes down to whether or not Earl's going to be able to hold his, his own, I guess. <laughs> whether he can get Mike Bonoso out of his head. Yeah. <laughs> he's gonna be the scapegoat, man. But I mean, you know, I don't, think, I, don't think, I, don't, I don't think scapegoat. I don't. I don't think you can call him scapegoat. I. I at the end of the day, it all. De- it's like we said before. Were you talking about me, Earl or me? Yeah, no, <laughs> Earl. It, it, it all, both. Uh, both. <laughs> for me, it all depends on you know what's your attitude. Even if you're playing badly, you know, if you're going to just give up and blame everybody. Then yes, that's then then you're asking for it. But if you keep fighting and keep trying, and Errol needs help with that if things are going against him, you know, we know how much he loves Moscone Cup. We know how much he loves representing the USA. But he needs the people. He also we talked about Shane needing people around him. Errol needs the people around him for the next match to say, Errol, 
Get out there and show them. Forget about what's happened. And if the Team USA and the rest of the players on his team are not prepared to do that and they give up on Errol, which we've seen in the past as well. So, I mean, it's not all about Errol. The rest of the, the other five guys that are in that team have to also not give up on Errol. And they have to keep at him and keep pushing him and saying, Errol, you know, you, you've still got this. You can still go out there. You can still show these assholes in the crowd that you've still got it, what it takes. If they stop doing that and Errol has the idea that his team has given up on him, which, like I said, they have done in the past, then it's... then. I mean, you can give him every rah-rah speech you want, man, but he's got to believe it. That's the thing. You've got to get Earl to buy in. That's, That's good problem. coaching. That's where good coaching yeah. comes into it, you know? But it's tough, man, because, you know... And to Earl's be honest, it's not going to be Jeremy. has got a big a big resume. Yeah, it's not going to be Jeremy that's going to end up doing this. It's going to be Shane that's going to have that on his head because Shane's a guy that, that Errol listens to. So Shane's going to have that job of, you know, if it starts to go a bit south with Errol, how does Shane get him back playing again? You know, how does he get him back on track? We'll see how it works out, yeah. Well, All right, I mean, we'll all be fast. My, my pick for single is going to be Shane versus Jason because I want to see it. Uh, Jason was playing a lot better pool last year than he was this year, and I think that uh, – Let's I think make a people... friendly bet. I'll take, I'll take it's not Shane. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I, we'll, be, we'll bet like a dinner or something. Ooh, at McDonald's, can we can we make it a filler a filler dinner? <laughs> all uh, right, don't spoil me, Nate. <clears throat> well, all right, Mike, you can you can start us off for doubles. Who do you want to see for doubles? No, I think it's going to be Earl and Shane, thousand um, percent, without a doubt. And I mean, you can just lock it up. Everybody wants to see the old man play. You know, no matter how it's going, that's who they're going to want to see play. It's going to be Earl and Shane. They, millimeter they, shaft. They want to see him have a flashback, you know. And I kind of like it, you know. It's it. Listen, you lost last year, eleven to three. All you got is upside here, you know. So let let a couple of of those hill hill matches go and swing Team USA's way. <laughs> I'd love nothing more than to see a little bit of pressure on Team Europe because right now, you know, they're just they're walking into it thinking that. You know that thirty thousands in the bag, so um, no. I, and I also I think it'll be Josh and and Jason. They just they got yeah. too much personality for TV, and they play really yeah. well. And and Moscone Cup, Jason just stands up for the Moscone Cup. He plays better on that stage. All right, Pinoza, what you got? Um, I'll go with the same foursome. Yeah, it's you got to assume it's going to be Earl and Shane and uh, and Jason and Josh. Um, which would be, you know, fun match to watch. And uh, <clears throat> I think you learn a lot about the dynamic between Shane and Earl watching that match to see if Shane, if, if Earl will listen to him at all, if Shane's got any control, if, you know, how they play together. Uh, that'll be an interesting thing to watch. Um, so, yeah, I think that that's the setup. I think what's interesting in, in this is we keep talking about all these players and the one guy that we haven't mentioned at all yet is Sky. And I, I kind of like the fact that, you know, he played terrible last year. Um, I kind of like the fact that he's got a little bit something to prove coming back and that there's not a lot of, you know, talk about him. I like to see him quietly sneak in there this year and, and just rob a couple matches. And I think he's got a chance. But see, that's, that's, the whole thing about, that's the whole thing about Team USA. If you look at them all individually, they've all got something to prove. You know, Sky's got something to prove because he didn't play well last year and he wants to come back and he wants to go at it and he wants to, you know, prove that last year just wasn't him. He's a two-time MVP. What are we talking about here? What is he? I mean, 
Like he always plays solid nine ball. He may not yeah, have last year, great last year. Last year he was pure. And it was in a bubble though. Game. I mean, you can't. Yeah, I know. You know, I know. So when so the lights were on, the guy's it. a two-time MVP. I mean, yeah, but he wants to come back. He wants to come back and show that that wasn't, you know, that wasn't the real thing. You know, that was a one-off, and I'm going to come back and I'm going to show you that that was a one-off. You know, Tyler wants to prove himself because he's been left out of the team after being on it twice, winning. So Tyler wants to prove himself. Absolutely. Chris wants to prove himself that he can play well with the public there, as well as playing well last year when there was nobody. People are questioning, can you do it with the public? Right, I'll go out there and I'll prove that I can do it with the public. Earl's back in the team. You know, he's going to want to prove himself. He's going to want to prove himself to the fans. He's going to want to prove himself to Fanozo. He's going to want to prove himself to himself as well. You know, Shane's going to want to prove that, you know, I can be vice captain. I can do, I can take that extra stuff on and I can come out there and I can show you the kind of form that I've showed for the rest of the year. You know, so they're all in there with something to prove. You know, Earl which, also has to prove Mike Pinoza wrong. That's his sure. that's his real motivation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bulletin board material. <laughs> it should be it should really be a highly motivated team that goes there from USA. There should there should be no doubts about their motivation. They should be ready to go and ready to prove people wrong. They're getting called the underdogs and big underdogs. They should be they should be there full power aggression and ready to go, kind of thing. Whether or not it works out for them or not. But in the beginning, they should. Europe's going to have to be careful because in the beginning, that's going to be five guys that are fired up or certainly should be fired up yeah. and ready to go and ready to prove a lot of people wrong. You know, and that's a dangerous combination. So Europe are going to have to be careful in the beginning. All right, Jim, what's your doubles? I think the doubles will be the same. I go exactly the same. I think Jason and Joshua are pretty much a lock. That's a partnership that everybody wants to see from the European side. It's fast. It's uh, it's exciting to watch. They get Both each other parties. going. And I think I think Errol's just going to get voted by uh, all the Europeans are just going to continually vote Errol. And like I said, Shane's going to get the votes from the from the US side. So I think it's pretty much guaranteed Shane and Errol. And I think that's a fun, I, I think that's one of the most magical combinations in the world of pool when the two of them play together. Errol always seems to enjoy himself playing with Shane. Shane just sits there and nods. He turns his hearing aid off and just nods when Errol starts talking. It's, <laughs> it's fantastic to watch. You know he's not listening to him. You just know he's not listening to him. He's just sort of going. <laughs> fantastic. And Errol can just Errol can just say all the crap he wants to say. He's got somebody who's he thinks is listening to him who actually doesn't hear a word he's saying. Is just like <laughs> it's, it's just so fantastic. disrespectful, Jim. So no, but it is. Shane's even sold it himself. Shane's even said it himself. When Errol really goes off on one, I just turn my hearing out off. <laughs> and, it's like, <laughs> and it's perfect. The two of them, I mean, they've got utmost respect. They, 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 they love each other, you know. Errol is Shane's idol. Shane is the one guy that Errol actually thinks is worthy of being, you know, one of the top guys in the world and being uh, also kind of a, a legend of the sport. There's not many players that Errol has that kind of respect for. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a great combination. I think that'll be a great match. That'd be a fantastic match. When you when you've got four players playing and Shane's the slowest. <laughs> That's right. pretty exciting stuff. That's pretty exciting stuff. All right, Rob, what you got? Yeah, this is uh this is just uh, more personal uh what I would enjoy seeing. Uh I do agree with everybody else so far, uh what will probably happen, but I'd like to see Kachi and Filler uh against uh Shane and Tyler. Uh, and, and again, I, I put Tyler in there because of just what uh, Jim just said about uh, proving himself. I, I think that's he wants to do that. He, 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 he for himself, he needs to do that and for the USA and for the team. Uh, he, he wants to show that he is more of a team player than is uh, supposed for him to be. 
and and I I like it because of uh, 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 Kachi being part of that uh, European force, uh, especially when you look back at the last couple of weeks when you saw Kachi and Earl, the video that was going around and and the, the post game interview and stuff like that. But that's just personal with me. I, I do agree with you guys that that's probably not going to happen. These aren't these aren't going to be the couples teams that are uh, going to play against each other. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I get, what do I think is going to happen? I agree with you guys. It's, I mean, Shane and Earl are a guaranteed lock. I mean, I could see a situation where it's uh, Josh and Elvin or something like that, but uh, the U S side is locked into place. There's no way that they're picking anybody else besides Shane and Earl. Uh Probably Josh and Jason, but maybe outside chance of jo- or, uh, Josh or uh, sorry Jason and um, Albin. I could see that happening. Uh, what this really, I mean, and Darren kind of Darren Appleton said it earlier in the chats. Like it's like you're going to end up having Europe have. I th- there's a real chance that somebody could play eight rounds at, or eight matches. I think out of this by the time that you get all of your all of your singles and all of your doubles in there with the mm-hmm. fans' choice. Man, if, if if Jason does that, I, I think I think that actually gives us a chance. I mean, it, it like an outside chance of it. Like, I'm not trying to say that Jason isn't uh, like a, obviously a phenomenal player, but like he he's obviously distracted, potentially distracted coming in, and no one's going to argue that he's not playing the worst of anybody on his team. I mean, Albin's Albin won a world championship. Eklund won a world championship. Joshua Fillers won two Euro tours. Uh, David has. I mean, he he's. He was the person who qualified on team U- or, uh, team Europe. So, like, obviously he's playing good enough or he wouldn't have qualified. Like, all of them are there for a reason. And maybe getting Jason in there a bunch more times is if he struggles or he's distracted in any sort of way. I mean, maybe that's the best thing for America. Who knows? We'll see. I'll tell you what it means. Jason Shaw will defend his MVP. Probably. That's what it means. That's Probably. Because – Going over under the assumption that you know Europe are going to win and the MVP has to come from the winning team, how does a player like Albin fade eight matches against five of his? You know, how does he pull that back? You know, he has to win all five of his matches. And Jason well, you're Poole you're assu- by saying that you're assuming that Jason is going to be playing Jason Poole, right? There's no, no reason. I'm, assu- Jason- I'm, a, I'm assuming I'm assuming that Jason gets picked for these singles and the doubles. Correct, but which but, means but, which means which means that but, the rest of te- the rest of Team Europe are going to be playing two matches less than him. That means yeah, he but, has that means he has to lose three matches, and the rest of Team Europe or somebody else in Team Europe win all their matches. It's a massive advantage, two extra matches. No, but yes, but Jim, but this is my exact point: is you're just a, you're just magically assuming the final score is going to be eleven to five again, no. or eleven to six. Like it if matter. Jason if Jason plays eight matches and he struggles, there's no reason he can't lose six of eight. And if you have Jason losing six out of eight. There's no reason the U.S. can't win outright. Like, okay, let's say, oh, okay, go with that. How, I mean, how does Jason lose six six points? You know, when he's when he's losing this, half, when when he's losing when he's losing point. no, but he's losing half points. The majority of them will be doubles. So there's somebody else in Team Europe is losing points as well. Correct, but what I'm yeah, saying. So how does how you know when you're playing eight matches and the rest of your team are playing a maximum of six? Who's it? I mean, it doesn't matter on on form. You're automatically a massive favorite to win the MVP. Just from assuming a that standpoint. you win those matches. 
It, no, you don't have to win all of them. You could win 50% of them and you still okay. get MVP. So Jim, if, if you were on Team Europe and you got eight matches, how many are you going to win? Yeah, but... This is, well, this is my talking, point. Is like Jason you're, doesn't you're, have to play great. You're, talk, you're, you're talking about over these four days, you know, you're talking about, you're saying that Albin is world champion and, 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 and Joshua Filler won Euro Tours and blah, 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 blah. Yes, fantastic players. Jason's also a really good player. And oh, I'm not arguing with that. When they get to Moscone, he also wasn't the most informed player last year when they turned up from Moscone Cup. You know, it's all about what happens. It's all about what happens over those four days. And you put Jason in that arena, he turns into a completely different animal. Bingo. And and if you did any any of those, you gave Al Qaeda two matches more, he's automatically my favorite for MVP. You give I'm not not arguing with that more than the favorite for MVP. Jim, the thing is, is I'm not arguing that he's not going to be the favorite for MVP. What I'm arguing is that if he doesn't play well and he comes out and struggles, which if you're going to name a player on Europe that might come out and struggle, how can you not have the guy? How can you not? How can it not be? He's how can it not be? He's coming in. He's coming in behind them as far as just playing. He just played a race to a hundred against the best money. He's coming in a stroke. He's gonna (laughs) be. He's gonna be hitting the balls good. He's played two. He's played two days of solid pool against the best money match player in the world. He was eight racks down after two days. I mean, Nate. Yes, yes, and then everything that's happened since Jim. Everything that's happened since he was playing. Bang average okay. before Moscone Cup last year, and and if look he, what he did. He's all never, things, if, he's if never he comes into this, <laughs> if he comes into this Moscone Cup and he struggles, if he struggles, we're all gonna say we're not gonna come in and say Jason. Jason just played bad. We're gonna we're gonna start instantly making excuses that you know he was distracted. His wife was back. She's going through surgery. We don't know what's happening. We're gonna give him a pass. We we all know that we're gonna give him a pass. But the fact that 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 excuse is already like built in means that there's a possibility that he might be a little bit distracted. It's possible. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying he's going. I'm not predicting this. I'm just saying if this happened, nobody would be surprised. There's no way that you would come on here the Monday after and say, no, well, how, yeah, how is it right. possible that how is it possible that Jason played bad? Oh, my God. There's like he's going in there. Perfect form. He's winning all these tournaments. Nothing's going on at the home front. He doesn't have a business that he's leaving behind with a wife that can't take care of it while he's gone. We would never just say there's no distraction. If he came back, we would have every excuse in the book for him, and we would know good and damn well that he had a reason to not play his best game, and we would give him that pass. That's all I'm saying. If you give him eight matches and that possibility is there, it's possible he it's possible he's just a little bit distracted and maybe loses five or six matches. It's possible. Not predicting it. I'm just saying the built-in excuse is there, and we would give it to him if that happened. So we should bring in Max Lechner. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. I'm, so much. Me, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I love Jason. I'm just I'm just joking around. <clears throat> well, you got anything, Jim? <laughs> I'll sp- I'll speak to you on the end of day three. <laughs> <laughs> Well, like I said, I'm not predicting it. I'm just saying that, that, poss- that that's a very real possibility and nobody would fault him for it at that point. Listen, no, absolutely not. It's, it's, it's fair. In it's very sport, fair. In, in any yeah. team sport, if you give one of your guys the, 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 the lion's share of the matches, then it can be very dangerous if that one person is not playing well. You know, that's, yeah. an, and that's in that's any my team point. sport. You know? That's my point. Then, then it becomes a danger. However, I don't envisage that Jason is going to have any kind of meltdown out there. Um I don't either. No, he's no, just, no, no, just... no, 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 Jason, that this whole situation that's, that, that, that's happened with him at home, getting away is probably the best thing for him at the moment. I think it'll be feeding a fire inside him. Um, 
And uh, I mean, as long as he as long as he can leave home knowing that 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 that, that Ara is safe and well, um, and that she's being looked after properly, then I don't think there's any I don't think there's any need for Jason to be to be worried while he's there. This is my exact point, Jim. If you're given the assumption that everything is okay in the home front, then sure, I agree with you, and I do not think he's going to have any type of meltdown. But you have to put that disclaimer on, and I'm saying that we don't know that that's true. And because you we know don't what know I that realized. that's true, why, why, what, what happens if it's not? What if, he, what, if he's, what if she's not okay when he leaves? What happens if he cannot guarantee that she's going to be fine when he's gone? We're not saying, she, we're not saying anything bad's going to happen, but what, what happens if he leaves there not knowing exactly where things are at with her? Is it possible he's a little distracted? Is it possible? Is it well, based possible on, based, affects his game a little bit? <laughs> based, based, on I, that, based, based on that, it's also a possibility that it doesn't go. Yeah. What, well. What, what Pinozo is to Earl, Nate is to Jason, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> <laughs> I've already seen a bunch of times. Come I'm on, not don't sell me short, man. That's an <laughs> to, be honest, I'd, I'd, to be honest, I'd be a little bit more worried about Jason. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All, I'm not like I said. I'm not predicting that Jason doesn't play well. I'm just saying that there is the built-in excuse, and nobody is going to hold him accountable if he comes out and does not play well. We're all going to instantly go to the idea that he has things going on that are bigger that transcend the game of pool, and we're going to give him that pass. And I'm just all I'm saying is if we go into this and you know something happens and he has a little bit of a you know a struggle fest, his mind is split. We're going to have the built-in excuse. And because of that, it's it's not infeasible to me well, that he struggles a little bit. And the what I'm saying is, is, that, is that you got you got like five, four other number ones in your corner. You know, and I think that Correct. that's the great problem to go and have, you know, for, yeah. for, for team year. Because anyone, you know, David's a, a Whirlpool Master Champion, you know, a couple times over. Albin just winning everything that he plays in. Uh, Kachi plays one event and snaps it off. I mean, it's just all you got is number ones on that team. So he doesn't have to go and 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 carry all that weight in the shoulders. Yeah. And think, if he does you know, struggle, Nate, he's not going to get eight. Nate, if you want to, if you want to be, if you want, yes, it might all be true, but that is like the doomsday scenario. I don't think that's anything to worry about. I think Jason's going to get get there. I think he's going to rock it. I think he's really looking forward to this. I think he's fired up. I think he found out a lot about his game, where his game is at in those two days against Dennis. Um, I think he feels himself. That he's hitting the ball well and he's ready to go. And um, if Jason thinks he's playing well, then the chances are he's going to play well. You know, it's as simple as that. We'll see. I, yeah, I don't, I don't disagree Listen, with that. I, all 10 of them are great players. All 10 of them are great players. They're all capable of having great days. They're all capable of having bad days. Yeah. You know, and it's races to five. It only takes somebody like Jason or Filler or even Sky or Earl. It only takes them 15 minutes to put a five, to, to put five racks on the board, you know. So you know, it's about when you, it's about how you're feeling just at that moment, getting yourself out there. The captain's getting you prepared, and doing what you do best for a 15, 20, 30 minute period, and then the rest of it takes care of itself backstage, kind of thing, you know. So I think Jason will be ready when he goes out there. I think he can. I I don't I don't envisage any problems, none well, whatsoever. They all better go take care of business. I promise you that because you yeah. don't want a, a free stroking Team USA out there, you know, ahead after day two. <laughs> no, and I tell you, Jason, Jason knows. Jason knows he's only in this team because he's MVP. Like like you mentioned, he's not been really on form. He's not been winning, winning big events or going as deep as we would expect. Jason, Jason is back in this team because of previous Mosconis and being the MVP last year. He needs to do it again. 
Because if he doesn't, he's going to have to go out there next year and win big events and do better than he did this year. Now, I know, you know, he's going to play more, he's going to practice more, he's going to get, he's going to take it a bit more serious now that he's got his business stable and where it wants it to be. But, you know, the, the, his performance last year got him in this year. So he'll be out there trying to do it again and give himself the best chance possible to seal his spot already for the next edition, you know? MVP is going to get in next year. We said it last year, uh, last week. If if Earl is MVP, he's pretty much a lock. I think the European MVP is probably a lock as well. We'll see. No, I don't think I don't think it's that. If Earl wins MVP, you better believe he's going to be back. But I think yeah. the, Europe's just too deep. There's always no, someone think, coming at your heels. Okay. I, I wouldn't say all five of them, but I would say Albin, Filler, or Jason. If one of those three is MVP, you can guarantee they're in the team next year. Yeah. I would, I, say Ka- I would say Kachi and uh, uh, Al-Qaeda have to actually do a bit more during the year to get in the team than those three. I mean, I think we all know that these are the three guys that if you've got in your team, you feel like you can just fill in the other two, you know, when it comes to Moscone Cup. So, um, but we'll see. We will see. Well, it's easy when you, I mean, they, they got a, a, a resume and a history of performing well on those big stages. So, I can that's what that's, look at. Yeah. That that that's hard to go and argue. Yeah. That's, okay. that, would, that would be my three. That would be my first three picks. If somebody said to me, "Pick a team, Europe, Jim, your captain. Who do you want?" I'd pick those three straight away and say, "Give me other, any other two. I don't care. Give me those Rob, three." Tell, two. Rob, tell so Jim I, uh, that I'm right. Yeah, you're all, you're right all the time. But Jim is also right all the time. So there oh. we have it. We, we have a little problem there now. This is a weird uh, dynamic because Jim I, and I never agree on anything. <laughs> I'm going to be curious to see if the playing conditions have uh, uh, any effect on these players. Cause I know in the, in the world cup, that TV table that they had the, the first couple days for sure, there wasn't anybody that just handled those conditions perfectly. Uh, there were some guys struggling with that. The brand new cloth, the brand new rails, uh, the brand new balls, uh, everything slipping and sliding and stuff. And so, uh, you know, I'm that, that could be a factor for the first, at least the first day, if not the first few matches, for sure. That's, I mean, that's what, what do you think about, about that, having... Jim, the conditions being a factor. Well, well I mean, that's a good the... thing to have Earl on the table because he knows exactly how to handle that. I mean, Earl, right. I mean, that's the one good thing about Earl is like he knows exactly how to play on that table. Mm-hmm. He's been doing this in the last 20 years of his career. He's got more experience out there than anybody but Shane and Sky, probably. Yeah. And if you look at Tyler, Tyler only practices with polished up balls as clean as he can possibly get them. I mean, he's had arguments during matches because there's been a chalk, a, a, a dust mark on the, on the cue ball kind of thing. So Sky, uh, Tyler, yeah, he's, playing on he struggled with that slide that last year he played though. Like there was a couple of matches where like he missed balls that were just head scratching. But that's, that's also that's also just if you if you when the table is that reactive and it's that slippy, if you're just not cueing right and you're not finding the center of the white. Then you can you, you you can get offset with your white quite easily. You know it, it does react right. off, off the tip of your cue. If you're not finding the center, then it will fly off to the side quite quickly, deflect off. Well, that that's every day of my life. <laughs> Tell me about it. I, 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 I ain't hit the center of a white for twenty years. Yeah. I, I actually avoid trying to hit the center of the white because I know I can't find it. <laughs> <laughs> but as far as far as the conditions go, I think I think last year was a little bit different because there's no crowd in there. I can only imagine it was probably a little bit colder in there as well, uh, with there not being any crowd. 
Um, the table's always a bit slippy. It's a, it's a matchroom table. It's, it's, it's like nothing that you've ever played on before. Um, you know, and the balls are brand new. Everything is, is as slippy as you can possibly get. It's like playing on an ice rink, uh, playing on these uh, tables. So, I mean, the conditions... Well, the, big, the big three of Team Europe can go on adjust. You know, yeah. there's no doubt about that because they've been playing on those matchroom tables all year long. Exactly. You, uh, I mean, the trick to it is, I mean, the, the, if you look at if you look at the World Cup of Pool last year when Appleton and Boys got ended up teaming up with each other in in, in, in Britain C, <clears throat> Carl basically forced himself, or was, or was forced into a situation where he was playing slightly different shots and he was being a little bit more containing with his shots and being a little bit more safe and just rather than than trying to get too close to the next ball to make sure he was on the right side of the next ball even if it was a bit more distance and it turned out to be the way that you should play those tables you shouldn't be trying to do too much with a cue ball on those tables because you can't get the same action out of it you, it will stick to the rails if you're playing with too much spin it'll just sort of slide off them rather than take the spin and accelerate off the rails and I think a lot of players who have played in, in matchroom events, maybe for the first time or, or not so often, they make the mistake of trying to play the table the same as they would a normal table. You can't, you can't do it. You can't play it with with check sides. You can't, you can't get reverse English off these tables. You just can't do it. The, the cue ball just doesn't react. You have to keep it simple. You have to play a simple, simple game when you're playing on these tables. And uh, the I guys are back next year. Know it, you know. Hmm? I want to, I want to see Darren and Carl back next year. It wouldn't surprise you me. You want to talk? You want to talk about a Cinderella story? Yeah, that was that was the best. That was the best story in pool all year for me. Why would why wouldn't they be GB one now? They got to the final. Why wouldn't they be GB one? You ain't gonna hear no arguments over here. I'm with oh, you I, can, I can think of a better story. I can think of a better story. How about what? Jeanette beating cancer? Well, yeah, but or I at least getting back table. to it. I didn't mean any, I didn't mean any disrespect <laughs> like that. But yeah, no, I, but no, I, I, I mean, know, I, I know what you're saying. yeah, I meant more just on the table. But for yeah, sure, no, I got you. Yeah, but that is an <clears> awesome story too. <laughs> all right, uh, Michael, you got any thoughts on this? We haven't heard from you for a while. <laughs> well, I think you guys have any more uh, Earl co- covered everything once or twice. Um, no, I mean it's, we haven't uh, talked enough know. about Earl yet. Why don't you? Why don't you? Why don't you lighten me up for a little while? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to make myself the story. That's the worst thing you can do as a journalist is you become part of the story. So Earl wants to blame me. That's up to him. I'm not feeding this fire anymore. Uh, one thing that it's we just Earl, we're all blaming you. Yeah, yeah, right. Not just Earl, yeah. We're, um, we're all on. T- we're, just so you know, we are all Team Earl. <laughs> Every one of us. What uh, one thing that we haven't talked about that I, I think is going to be an interesting thing to watch is Shane as vice captain, because there were a lot of years in the past where Shane um, hung his head and showed a little disinterest a little bit early, and it really affected the rest of the team. And I think that. Now that he's got this role, he knows that he can't do that. He's going to be more conscious of it. You know, I saw him putting posts on where he's like rallying the troops and calling out the other players on the team. I never saw that that. before. Never Mm -hmm. saw that before. And so, um, so I think he is taking it seriously and I think he's taking it more personally. Like, you know, now I'm part of whether or not we're successful. Um, you know, he said he's looking forward to it. Last time I talked to him, he was all excited about the opportunity. Um, and I asked him if he thought there's any chance that that would affect his game, having to split time, you know, between focusing on the game and focusing on the team. And he didn't think so. You know, no one ever does. But um, uh, it's it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how that goes. I'm not going to be there, so I won't be able to watch the team dynamic away from the table. Uh, I'll but I'll be interested to – yeah, yeah, I'll be interested to find out what, uh, you know, how that goes. Because, 
if it goes well for Shane, that's 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 good for everybody. That's good for his game and it's good for the team. Uh, so they're going to need him a lot because he's going to have to be that buffer with Earl. He's going to have to be the one to rally the troops, and he's going to have to be on top of his game. That's a lot to ask of him, but it may actually be better than just sending him out there and saying, here, you have to win eight matches. <laughs> so uh, maybe splitting his time with everything else will take a little bit of that singular burden off his shoulders, and uh, and maybe he'll maybe it'll you know be a good combination. We'll see. Mike, let me ask you this question. Don't you hit that mute button. Yeah, you, you, know, you, <laughs> you can that see off. that when I do it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so do you think the, with what Shane is doing, like he's rallying the troops, he's being exactly what you need out of a vice captain. Do you think that this is him genuinely doing it because he thinks that that would give team the best choice or the best chance? Or do you think that he might be actually trying to create a resume to be maybe not the next U.S. captain, but a captain in the future? No, I don't think that's any part of his thought process. I, I would be surprised. I mean, you're, you're talking about a kid who probably thinks he's got ten more years of being the number one player on the team. Well, he so said. I don't think he's. He I don't said think that he's, he, he's. I mean, he's he's he said publicly that there's he's got three years left in his career and he doesn't want to do it anymore. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll buy that. Album I'll take the out. over. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take the over too. There's two. There's two. There's two names. There's two names who have already locked for Moscone Cup captain. All matchroom need is for them to contact and say, this year I want to be Moscone Cup captain. Anytime they want, any year they want, whenever they want it, they just phone up and say, I'm the next one. Okay, yeah, we'll put you down in the next one. Darren Appleton and Shane Van Boning. They already have the resume. They don't need to do any more than what they've already done. They make the phone call and say, stick me down for captain the next time you're making a change. That's your next captain. Simple what about that. What about Ralph? Uh, possibly, but he's been captain before. He's been playing captain before, I think. Oh, has he? Yeah. Niels? Uh, Niels will not. It's, it's got to be Darren. It's, Darren it's is the number one. That, I mean, they could no, all. Every not, single yeah, year, I, I agree. Every I agree. single European could, could could phone up and say, I want to be captain. If Darren Appleton's in the group, he's got it. Simple You're only saying that because he's in the chat. Suck up. No, but it is. It is. And he's openly <laughs> said he, he's openly said he would want to be captain one, one year, but he's going to leave it. For a while, because he, he still wants to qualify again. Simple as that. Yep. All right. Well, why don't we talk about uh, actual day by day? Um, so I'm looking at the uh, result or the uh, the day one here for the uh, for day well but, for the Moscone Cup and go on. No, I was going to say, do you? We haven't talked about Chris or Tyler like at all. Do you think? Do you think that that that's a good thing? We I mean, haven't talked about really Kachi yet. Kachi or David either. It's the Errol thing, but it's different it's on Team thing. Europe, though. Yeah. It's completely, it's completely different on on Team Europe. Yeah, it's it is and it isn't really. I mean, when you think about it, Mike. I mean, you know, they're you're looking to get minutes. you're going to get ninety percent of your points if you're going to win. You're going to get ninety percent of your points from your top two or three guys. So the last two guys, you really only need them to give you steal a point or two. They can steal you two points. You're way ahead of the game. So there's just not a lot of expectation on them, a lot of, you know, um, dependence on them. And, I, and that's the same whether it's David and, and Kachi or whether it's Chris and Tyler. Um, I think, you know, you just look at those last two and you just say, come on, guys, just, you know, get me, get me two points and we'll carry the rest of the load. And that's the same for both teams. Both teams, you know, Europe, if Europe wins, they're going to be carried by the top three, mostly the top two. 
if U.S. wins, they're going to be carried by the top two with with Earl pitching in. So, um, you know, I, I don't think it changes much for either team as far as how you get to 11. Well, yeah, but I mean, going into December last year, we're talking about Chris going into, you know, December, the last the, the two, two years prior, we're talking about Tyler. And that's all anybody was talking about going into it. This is completely different now. Well, I think the, that's the, the Earl the, show, right? Yeah, absolutely. I'm just curious y'all's thoughts on whether that's a good thing for those two guys, you know? Yeah. I think it's got to be good. Got to be good for Chris that he doesn't have everybody talking about him like last year, and he right. can just go in there, fly under the. Hey, radar but he played great though. I mean, even he well, did. All those people he expected did. him to go and fall flat on his face. The, you know, he went oh. out there and, and stood on his own. I'll yeah, say, I'll say this: if, if anything, we should have more. We should have more discussion about Chris going into this year than it was last year. I mean, uh, you want to talk about playing your first ever Moscone Cup? That's great. Chris still has not played a Moscone Cup. Jim will tell you that, right, Jim? He is still a rookie. He has not played a Moscone Cup yet. When you get 2,500 ruckus, rowdy, screaming fans in you every single time you miss a ball or miss one inch of positioning and you hear the entire crowd go, <laughs> Would you say the same thing if it was Fader? Of course. No, you're right. I, I absolutely agree with you, Mike. I We would be saying the same if mm-hmm. it was Fader. The point is, is like because of the Earl show, Chris is like, Chris doesn't have anybody. I mean, he still have it a little bit, but to the to the degree that he would have gotten his like the doubter saying whether or not he can handle that, we know Tyler can handle that. We've seen it twice. Well, one and a half times already. Uh, do we know that uh, Chris is going to be able to handle that? Yeah, he can. We'll have to find out. But but uh, the Earl show basically takes all of that away from him, and I think it's I think it's a fair thing to ask whether or not we think Chris can handle that. That's that's a real thing. That's. It's, there's very I, few people. I, I remember asking him in Oklahoma last year before, and this is when like the crowd was still more of an unknown. And he said, "I I, I would love to go and play with with the crowd there, like just oh, sure. embrace it a thousand percent." Didn't even it didn't even hesitate at all. Well, no thought. Everybody has a, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth, right? No, you know, I mean, if you yeah 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 if yes, you lose, sure. you know. he'll, he'll he'll learn a lot more about himself you know he can make that statement but he'll yeah but he was under a magnifying glass though it wasn't yeah, like yeah, you yeah. know because it was easy to go and pick him apart if they go and lose like mm-hmm. because it, it's the same thing with tyler the first year that he picked you know and i, I'll and also, I think yeah. i'll also say ahead. this though when you know when you make that when you make that first mistake that very very first mistake you find out a lot about a player when you make that first positional error and you hear a thousand to 2,000 people go, woo, like as, as silly as it Do sounds, it again? that could be super, super intimidating. <laughs> it, I mean, Listen, it really can be. It, it, the whole, it can be. Oh, it's the, whole arena, the whole arena, the whole, the whole, the, the fans, the TV, every, it, it's a real leveler. You can put a 750 Fargo in there who's enjoying it and loving it against an 800 Fargo who's not enjoying it. And not loving it. Mike DeShane. The, seven, the 750 is a favorite. Mike because DeShane, Because we've right? seen it. That, that arena, that table has made very, very good players look very, very silly. Well, you know? So it is a mental battle out there. It, is, it, it can be crushing. We, we, we've seen it with, with, with Alex Kazakis. You know, when you get in a little bit of a dip oh, there, yeah. a great, great, great player who hopefully now has, has you know, beaten he his He got the monkey off his back, though. Team Greece got the he, 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 I think he's he, he he off. I think the ma- the masters 
he hopefully he's beaten his demons there. I'd love to see him back in the match room. I'd love to see him back in the Moscone Cup and see how he reacts if he's given it given another chance. Agree. On the back of the of, of the Masters, I think he's got to earn it though. Given that other, t- I think people should forget about what happened in the Moscone Cups before. He's a different guy now. He's a different animal. Once you've won that big match room tournament, you become a different animal. Then mm-hmm. you're not you're not scared anymore. You're not worried anymore. You know you know you can do it out there. And uh, Alex was just a little—he was just a little bit vulnerable emotionally, or in his head, or confidence-wise, and it showed when things started going against him, you know. And the guy's an 800 Fargo. He's a fantastic, fantastic, fantastic player. But he just—there was just in that in that arena, it can go bad very, very quickly, you know. So. Chris Robinson, if he goes out there and, 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 and he can handle the crowd and he can play, we saw it with Tyler in his very first year. He didn't play as well the second year. Maybe he expected too much of himself. I don't know. But these the, these players, you know, a 30-40 point Fargo rating is not a lot if you're enjoying yourself out there and the other guy's not. Trust Plus me. It's a, race, can, it's a race to five. These guys can get there. It, Easy. It, it's, a, Easy. it's a race to five. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know, I mean, it, it, it one one mistake and you're off serve. And you're yeah. and you're behind it already. But what are they playing on? They're playing on four and an eighth, right? Four no, and four, uh, four and a quarter. Four and a quarter. Well, yep. it'll still be it'll still be pretty good. I'd like to see four and a half. Oh, I bet you would, Team USA. Yeah, you'd like to. You'd like to. You want to be playing on valleys. Yeah. I want to see. I want to see him play on Jim's table with his five and a quarter inch. You want one on the spot magic rack and a valley table. Yeah, no, on your table, Jim. The pockets are even bigger than on a valley. 4.3, mate. 4.3. It's not yes. my fault I make them look yes. big. Correct. The first 4.3 inches are 4.3. Yeah, yeah. After that, you have another 1.2. <laughs> this took a turn. Yeah, what's it, with, what's it with Tyler? What's it with Tyler? What's, what's Tyler going on about? Oh, shot 167 today on my four and one eighth quarter uh, inch pocket. <laughs> Shot a 180 straight pull today on my four and one eighth. Inch. <laughs> do, 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 do you get to add like 10% onto your score if your pockets are under a set yeah, of you do. Or, or, or what's the deal? Sure. Why do, yeah. He said you got action whenever he's in the UK, Jim, is what he said. He said, flip I'll the take coin. a rack, you. He's got the eight. Flip, flip the coin. Flip it, Tyler. <laughs> flip it. All right, clowns. Let's let's get back on track. Let's look at day one. Uh, we'll we'll only break down day one, I think, because uh, I think that's the most interesting day. And uh, we're going to be doing this live every single day, I think, from the pot from uh, from London. So, very uh, drunk. Whether or not we'll be sober enough to do it is another question. But we'll at least give it a good. Uh, we'll give it a good college effort. So, <laughs> uh, day one we have the team. So that's all five on Europe, all five on USA. Then they go into a doubles, and then singles, and then doubles. So real quick, and then uh, singles. Yes, no. singles is the last match on day one. Oh yeah, it is. Yep, you're right. You're right. You're it's, right. It's, it's Shane's match. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's Shane's match. Well, I don't think it should be, but we'll, we'll, let's talk about this because uh, let's 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 be quick with it. Uh, team is obvious. Uh, Molina, Mike, we'll start with you. Double singles, double singles. Who are you putting out there on day one to give USA or Europe their best chance? No, yeah. There's the strategy behind it's too important. I have to go on and look at it, I guess, more to study it. But, um, what is it? Double singles? Double, is that what you said? Double single, double, double singles, singles, double singles. singles. Yeah, I want to get, I want to get Tyler in r- right away and put him in with Sky and just 
let them jump on in and try to steal you one. Um, singles, yeah, keep the kid out there. Keep Sky out there. He can he plays phenomenal on that stage as well. Um, next doubles, I guess you want to get the other, you know, Chris out of the way and let him be out there with with Shane. Um, and then Shane will be will be coming off of doubles playing a, a singles to end the day. That's what so I would you gotta, Well, you gotta have you gotta have all five players playing on it. So you gotta have Earl in there somewhere. Oh. Oof. Okay, yeah, that's why I was a bad badass over here. <laughs> all right, we'll give you a chance to think. Pinoza, yeah. what do you got? You know this format better than all of us combined. No, no, not at all, really. I mean, I'm assuming that are the uh I haven't even actually looked at the the lineup as far as matches. Are the fans picks both on the second day? No, the, the, the singles last, is on the, the, very, very is on the last, second day and the, the doubles, doubles is on the very, very last match okay. before day four. Okay. So I you know, I think you want to send Earl out there once or twice on the first day. Um, I like Mike's talk about getting Tyler out there and getting Chris out there. Um, you got to be careful with that because you don't want to get far behind. You know, you don't want to lose four to one on the first day. Um, you can't get that far behind. So um, I like, you know, Earl and you may as well throw Earl and Shane together at the beginning because you know you're going to get them on a fans match anyways for a second shot. So, um, you know, I might think about doing that. I would play Sky. Uh, in singles and then maybe sky again in doubles with uh chris well chris or tyler whichever one you don't put them with uh that player has to be the single player for last yeah that's a tough i would that's a that's a tough pick yeah Yeah. well it's not that's that's where that's where the dilemma is to me on the first day yeah i don't uh, i don't think it's that hard for me i think i think it's i think this is like super obvious i think you put shane uh, you put Shane and uh, Earl out right away. Get them, you know, get Earl settled in as well as he possibly can. Give him an opportunity to shoot himself into a stroke. You throw Sky out for singles right away. Uh, give him the opportunity for that. You throw in uh, Tyler and, or uh, sorry, Chris and um, Chris and Shane for the second doubles, and then you throw Tyler out there in the singles. I think Tyler <laughs> Tyler's built for that moment. Tyler, we've already seen when down two zero down. Down two zero in points and down two zero to Neil's fine. Didn't matter. He came back and he grinded. I mean, he's built for that moment. He's not afraid of it. Get him out there in the Shane spot. I like putting Shane. The, the I like putting Shane into day two right away with the singles match, which is going to be in the fans' choice. I think. I mean, I think he's going to be the fans' choice. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe you guys are right with Earl. I don't know. I think it's going to be him. And then you can throw him right back out again for singles, and then right back out there in doubles for Shane and Sky. You can get Shane three matches right away on day two. Give yourself a best chance, but that's that's what I like for the team. I think it. I think that gives the best chance of getting you know going into day two with a potential three two lead. Jim, what do you think? I disagree slightly. I agree with putting Tyler out as a singles, but I think I think you stick him in the first singles because he's got good memories of that spot. He's, if you are two 0 behind, he's got good memories of going out there and taking meals down. Uh, if you're ahead, then you know you've got him in a good position where he, he can relax slightly. Um, so I, again, I, I like uh, Earl and Shane first. I think you get them out first. Then I think you play Tyler, and then you put Chris and um, uh, Sky together for uh, the second doubles, and then Shane in his normal spot. No, 
I think, you right. get, I, think I think you get all. Your nobody's goals. playing back to back, right? So no one's playing no. A, a doubles into a single. I don't think you need to. I don't listen. Day one is day one is a day where in, in general nobody really plays very well. So day one is an opportunity for you to, if you're Team America, to to pick some points out. You know, to 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 you know, you know, obviously, you know, the end of day one is more important for America, I think, than it is for Europe. I think if Europe have a good lead, then I think you know the heads might dip in in uh, America. Whereas if America have a good lead, then Europe still have. I think they've still got more in the tank after day one to come back from it. Um, but nobody really plays well in day one, so I shouldn't think there should be any. I don't think that's why I don't um, like putting Shane first. Yeah, but I don't think America need to try and be too tactical with their picks for day one. I think you just stick your players out in places where but, they know they can perform. You know, Shane knows but what it it's affects like things on the back end, though, doesn't it? It it, right? it, it, affect, it affect it affects your ability to go and put players in certain spots on the back end, on like on day two. Not really, no, not really. I think you no. know, Shane, Shane. Shane's always played the singles. He's used to playing the singles at the end. You know, there's no need to try and switch that up and create anything. It's day one. It's you know, like I said, people don't play great on day one generally. Tyler knows what it's like to play the singles on day one and be successful in that spot on day one. Stick him back in there and say, Tyler, just go and do the same as you did last time against Niels, you know, one of the greatest Moscone Cup players that, that, that Europe's had, you know, four times MVP or whatever. You know, go out and do the same again. I think Earl and Shane together is a natural to get Earl into the tournament, to get him comfortable. You know, I think that's a natural. And then you've got to give Chris and uh, you've got to give Chris a game and Sky as well, so stick them together. I mean, I don't think you really need to overthink day one as far as the the, the US side goes. I think there's more there, there's more thinking involved for Alex because he knows probably Shane's going to play match five. Who does he put out there for that match? You know, he, he picked Albin last year. Who does he pick this year? You know, it was always Darren. Darren just took it every single year. You know, yeah. All right, Robert. Yeah, yeah. I'm liking uh, start off with the doubles with Earl and Shane. And then the singles, I'll throw Sky out there. And the next doubles, uh, I'd put Tyler and Sky together. And the singles, uh, Shane, for the first day. Now, uh, that, yeah, that's uh, Chris. Chris is going to have Chris play, play that first day then. Yeah, he's going to have to, he said. He has to, right? Yeah. yeah. Does he have to play the first day? Yeah, he has to yeah. play the first day. Yeah. Everybody has to be involved in yeah. the, a match. And not counting the team of it, the team yeah. one. It may, even be, it may even be that the first double singles doubles have to have everybody involved in it. Um, hmm. No. No? Oh, yeah, yeah. All players have to be played once in matches two through four. There you go. So the t- match two, three, four, you've got to have you, – you can't have anybody doubling up there. Somebody's got to play. Yeah. Well, then I, I put Chris at the second singles. Oof, to end the day. Day one. All Ooh. right. You said Mike, all the players got? have to play on day one, correct? Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know, man. I'm just ready. Can it just be Tuesday I'm already? Just ready. <laughs> what day does it start? Yeah, the seventh. I'm just ready. Let's just let's get the popcorn now. going. I want to. Send me your shipping info. I got you. I got you, Rob. We'll 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 send one over to you. Um, no, I, I listen. I think you know you can't go down four one. That's just the bottom line. You, you got you got to be a three two or better. 
if you're Team USA, Europe just doesn't have any kind of those problems because of them having all those number ones. So, um, yeah, this is this is like I like Jim's idea though of throwing Tyler in that spot though because he's had experience there. I mean, against Niels, I mean that was whenever Tyler, you know, was playing probably MVP form until uh, Sky played Albin in that singles for for my money. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I I don't know. It's gonna be tough, but I like getting out those guys out early and get their feet wet. For sure, you can't have Earl playing with Tyler or Christo. No, I mean, at no, all. I, I I agree. Yeah. The, so the reason why, I, so if, if if I was the captain, what I would be doing is I would be trying to get, I would have a plan in place to get up five to two. My plan to get up five to two would be to hold Shane off of that singles match and put him in. I think he's going to be the five matches choice. day one. Huh? Right? Ain't there? Isn't there five matches day one? Mm-hmm. No, no, yeah, I know, but my plan is to get up five to two. So that oh. that involves day that that involves day two, right? So my plan for there is going to be getting um, Shane Shane not on day one. So then you can get the fans' choice singles match, and then Shane singles again, and then Shane and Sky doubles. So I'm taking the five matches from the first day, and then oh, and then the 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 other singles match after that. But like the idea is, I'm trying to get in the first eight matches. I am trying to get Shane in there four times. And then from there, I'm, I'm front loading sky. The idea, the idea there is if you can get yourself up five to two, or even like six to two, if you're lucky, you're really giving yourself the opportunity to start getting uh, Europe up against it. And what I hated about Jeremy's picks last year was he, he back ended it. I mean, Shane and sky didn't even play until day three. And like, by then they were down seven to two, I think. If you can get Europe down seven to two and playing up against it, I think you can actually have a chance of, you know, maybe they'll miss a couple balls. Maybe they'll maybe they'll play a little bit tight. Maybe you can get them to where they can't just relax and go out there and have fun with each other. They actually have to feel like they have to play perfect pool to try to get back into it. It doesn't do you any good to be down two to seven and getting an already underdog US team up against it even more. If I you oh, know, if they're down seven two, it's a wrap. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's right. Because you can't, you can't take a team that has that little, you know, they're up against it already that much. And then, and then you're telling them to make a comeback too. like, it just doesn't work. So when I'm planning this, I'm planning with the expectation to try to get yourself the best opportunity possible to get up six to two or five to two, or even seven to two. And I pick all of my matchups to give myself the best opportunity of winning nine of the first or seven of the first nine matches. And then hope that that's enough pressure put on Europe that even though the back end is going to be a little bit weaker, at least on paper, that uh, you you have enough of a cushion that it puts uh, Europe up against it and that maybe they miss some balls that they wouldn't normally miss and they play a little worse because of that. And you give yourself a chance to win on the back end with some weaker matchups just because there's mistakes made that aren't normally made when you're basically just out there having fun. That, that's my strategy. And that's why I like having Shane three times in the day two to start it. If you got a strategy to get up seven two, you better get on a plane now. <laughs> they, need well, you, they need you in London like yesterday. Yeah. Well, put, I mean, put, get Shane, get Shane and Sky out there immediately, right? So last year, last year they they were both held back, right? They barely played any matches. Yeah, but you could argue two. the other side of it though, because if then if if they don't go and perform, then then you're stuck, and then you got. A, well, you know, they don't go a, and perform, a, that you're going to lose paper. eleven to two anyways, right? <laughs> Whether you're front loaded or back loaded, you're losing eleven to two no matter what. Give yourself, yeah. give them the chance to do that. Yeah, I, it yeah, just doesn't I agree do you any with, good. I agree with it that part. 
it doesn't do you any good to save your best players for day three so that you can give yourself the strongest day three lineup possible when you're already down seven to two or seven to three. I mean, the right. U.S. went into day three down seven to two with their with without Sky playing as singles and without their strongest double pairing in Sky and Shane. I don't know. It I just do like the idea of, of having guys who have been in big moments and having and having your your top guys, you know, multiple time U.S. Open winners and Sky. I I, I don't know. I want guys like if if you're going to be behind, I want those guys going going out there for me. That's just you know that, that's my thought. I like playing it so you don't get behind, or at least yeah, give yourself I, the best chance not to go behind. I agree with that. I like the idea of playing to get ahead and making them chase you and putting yes. pressure on them. That's what you got to put pressure on them. You're the underdog. You've got to put pressure on the favorite. Well, you're going to have Last to steal year, some regardless, though. You're going to have to. Well, yeah, but you, you try to put yourself in a steal position at the end to win the matches you can it. win and hope to steal one or two on top of that. Yeah. Um, I mean, look at last year. You know, Chris played, you know, really great, even right out of start. He lost Alvin on that bad, you know, last rack, uh, last eight ball. But, um, He's up four you know, one look at someone Tachi, like Fader. Think, right? Fader last year didn't look comfortable at all at the beginning. And mm-hmm. once they got up seven to two, all of a sudden he's free will and having fun, smiling, laughing, knocking them in. So you got to find a way to put pressure on those guys. Um, yeah. You know, That's and, why and like- make them feel like they've got to play perfect. Like Nate said, I'll, I'll buy into that all day long. Get, you know, play, play for an early lead. And, but the thing is, Europe's going to know that that's what your strategy is going to be is to play for an early lead. Cause well, you don't have never done choice. that. When was the last time you remember Jeremy putting, putting that out there, right? Shane and I mean Shane and Sky didn't play until day three when it was already over. Yeah, well, that, he was borrowing too much from the Johan years where they won, and Johan stacked Sky mm-hmm. on the third day. Um, you know, but the rest of the team played great going into that. So last year didn't work out so well. I would take a different approach. Yeah, well, I, I mean, if, if I, Shane I, doesn't, I, like yeah. right. I just like the idea that if Shane doesn't play the opening singles on the day, uh, then you have to replace him in his normal spot. Dave, you know, his normal spot. Who's who on Team USA is built for that moment? I think it's Tyler. I think of all the players for day five, the last match singles, I think it's Tyler more than anybody else, maybe short of Sky. I mean, of course, I don't want to say Sky can't do it because Sky absolutely can do it. But I think it's Sky and it's Tyler. And I like putting, you know, both of those players out for singles on day one. And then, you know, if 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 Shane gets the, like I said, if, if Shane gets that that fan's choice, you can put them again right after with another singles match, and then Sky and Shane right after that. And you you now have your your first three matchups where you have Shane getting two singles, uh, being involved in two doubles, three doubles actually uh, with the the team, and you now have Shane out there six times. And then you can you can still backload uh, Sky in day three if you wanted to, but you when gotta they, get that question. When do they know the? When do they announce the uh, fans picks? I would assume the day, day of. After, the, day after of. the uh after the session before. Yeah, I was gonna okay. say I would assume it's like the day of. Probably no, usually or it's the, the morning of. Yeah, yeah it's okay. like the day of, I think. Yeah. They, start, they, 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 they get I mean well, you're talking about the session of, finishing yeah. at like eleven o'clock in the evening. The, yeah, the, yeah. Voting, the voting stops at twelve o'clock and then the next day is announced. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Gotta be careful what you you know, if you want if you're holding Shane back hoping to play him three times in a row, it ends up being Earl. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, I, th- I, th- I was going to say, if you're banking on Shane to be the fans' pick, I think you're making a mistake. Agreed. I mean, well, I, I agree with you guys. I agree with you guys that I think Earl is probably the favorite, but I, I, 
I think I think America has to pick for. I mean, uh, if America has to choose Captain America, get, so that it comes, get it online comes down, and get online and stack the vote. So yeah, you know, like it comes down to who's going to vote more, U.S. or Europe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. But in Jim, you said that you said that there's ten times more players in the U.S. <laughs> than there are in Europe. Yeah, but in Chicago, we all vote four times. Yeah, but how many so, of them? Watch, how many of them watch Moscone Cup because they're not prepared to pay them ten dollars for a dozen uh, prescri- uh, subscription? So yeah, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. We get we get Moscone Cup for free over here. So that well, puts you at the advantage in voting. Well, us. Jim, we get COVID tests for free over here. So <laughs> we all not love know how you like to get poked in the nose. So so I guess uh, to answer Darren Appleton's question. Uh, Jim and I only have to, uh, I guess, isolate for one day. We'll, we'll be getting there on Saturday morning and hopefully by Sunday morning, we'll have our results back. So we only have to isolate for the first day, unless it takes forever to get our tests back, which I don't see how that's the case when there's nobody traveling really to, I mean, I don't think there's a lot of people traveling in and out of London these days with the, the new variant. And I've got, I've got to take my test when I arrive. But I don't have to quarantine because I have diplomatic immunity. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> bye, Jim. <laughs> ah! Oh, that's horrible. Dan, Dan was just Dan was just hoping that he didn't get drawn me in the first round of the GB nine since he's on a zero and one record against me. Don't worry, Darren. I'll still be allowed to play. I don't have to isolate. So I'll take you down again. <laughs> yep. Well. Well, and we're hitting new highs over here, boys. Yeah, I'm hitting I think, <laughs> I think that's uh, we're keeping I it clean. That, I think that's a pretty good way to uh, wrap up uh, that discussion. Uh, we'll talk briefly, I guess, about the Euro Tour because Victor Zelinsky got his very first win, which is pretty awesome for him. Oh, second win, second win. He's won one before. Oh, did he? Won he? When he was, on the, on won the when he was sixteen. Yeah, is that good? Won when he was sixteen. That was pretty good. He had to. He had, he had to drink milk to celebrate it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Out of a bottle. <laughs> oh, he's been drinking vodka since he was three. <laughs> well, beads in this Poland. So, um, I actually, I to be honest with you, I don't know the guy who got second. Did you know? Do it, any of you guys know him? Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. Uh, who was it? it it's was the a, depth uh, of the Euro Tour. I never heard of that guy before in my life. I I don't. Uh, it's Matt's. Uh, sh- uh, yeah, D- Norwegian. S with Matt, 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 Matt Scheidner. He's Norwegian. Very good. Yeah. He's Norwegian number one. Good player. He's got. He's gone deep in the Euro Tours before. He's a good. good he's a very good player. Yeah, Matt. Yeah. He'd he'd be number three on USA. Oh, Mike just. Golly, man. Mike is just full of uppercuts, man. I love it. <laughs> but I if you want it. to, I mean, on the Moscone, Al Qaeda went deep again. If he if he plays uh, if he plays Earl nine ball race to a hundred what what's the score? I thought it was going to be an all Spain final, but I thought it was going to be. If who plays <laughs> Earl race to hundred? It looked like it could have been. It could have been Francisco Sanchez Ruiz winning his third Euro Tour. That's what I was looking at. Yeah. But uh, so third place, fourth place goes to David Alcaide and Francisco Sanchez Ruiz. Those two are like Euro Tour killers. I mean, they're they're always there. And best buddies uh, are like brothers as well. The, the, uh, Sanchez Ruiz is going to be there in Al Qaeda's uh, corner at the Moscone Cup. He'll be there supporting them. Yep. yep. Uh, fifth through eight goes to, uh, and again, there's a bunch of players in here that I don't know. Uh, Go for it. Sergi Lutzker. 
I do not mm-hmm. recognize this person at all, though. Alaska Pesej. Oh, no, he plays good. He, he's a yeah. kid, too. He plays really well. No, I don't I don't recognize that name. Yeah. I don't I definitely don't recognize this name. Alexander Kazakis. KZK. Yeah, he's he's a bit of a strange guy. He just runs promising up a comer. <laughs> yeah, he just throws plates around and dances a bit. Funny. Yeah. He's a funny guy. Does some push-ups on the pool table. Remember that. Plays a, play, plays a lot of PlayStation, apparently. <laughs> yeah, right. A lot of FIFA. Lots of FIFA. And then uh, Regley Ronald. Ronald Regley, Swiss, also a very good player. Yeah, he was European champion. I want to say. About three years ago, I think, in one of the disciplines. I'm he played sure. a can recently too. I think he played. A, he played a long set against uh, Chancellor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, there's a. I mean, there's a bunch of monsters. I guess in the last. I mean, it's, it's a Euro tour, right? Everybody. But I got to give a. I got to give a shout out to uh, Francisco Candela. <laughs> you idiot, Frank Candela. Oh, Frank Candela, last sixteen. Frank Candela, yeah, go Italy. We love and Frank Candela here. And your buddy Oliver Schnellnoki. Mario He, uh, Tobias Bongers, Tobias Bongers, German. He was a filler generation. They were they were both but they were good buddies. They grew up together. Mieszko Fortunski, Max Lechner, and uh, Mortis Nahatsen. Who? Moritz. Oh, yeah. Moritz Neuhausen, yeah, he's the that's a guy for the future. That's a Moscone Cup yeah. player in the future. He gave, this kid's he like gave 19 Jason year old. He's a beast. He gave, he's I think beast. At, the, at the World Championships, didn't he? He was up big on Jason. He was up big, Jason, in the first round. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a problem. Been, that, yeah. that kid's that kid's got a proper future. He plays great. Yeah, yeah he's phenomenal. Yep. So this is the. Uh, I'm not going to go through the last 32 because I've already butchered enough names and. Sure. One of these days, one of these people are going to reach out and be like, you can't, this is why you don't have any corporate sponsors because you can't pronounce anybody's name. And I'm going to be like, oh, we can, <laughs> we, we can thank, uh, we could thank, uh, my buddy over here, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jimbo. This is why we can't have nice things. Talking about oh, the Cheetos. Jimmy. Yeah. Uh, Talking pizza, about the Cheetos. Jesus. Pizza stains, huh? <laughs> What can you do? His, his uh, you know, you know. So we lost the uh, we lost the shaver sponsorship. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, oh, they really? pulled they pulled out. Oh, I no. just used mine today. I'm not using it anymore. Oh, nope, they're still around. Don't worry, Jim. I gave, we'll run ad here right I gave myself a Moscone trim. We'll we'll run the ad to finish the uh, the podcast. Don't worry. Well, oh, uh, I guess at, at that point, uh, I, I we haven't talked about this, so let's uh, let's talk about it in public. Are we going to do? I'm I'm hoping we do this live podcasts uh, after or before the Moscone Cup every single day. What do you guys think? It's in the morning for you guys, so it's uh, I think it's it starts at noon. Uh-huh. Doing it at the end of the day or at the beginning of the day? At, well, we're I would like to do it at the end of the day, at the end of each day. So I think that'd be well. Then it's about four o'clock our time. And and, and we're it, right? yeah, it starts at noon. Day. I think I think it and starts I'm, at noon. I'm going to be drunk, and you're going to be covered in your own vomit. I mean, that's not really going to work, is it? <laughs> I mean, Nate, Point. really? You think you think you're going to be fit to do a podcast? That's a beautiful picture there. <laughs> you, you really think you're going to be any sort of shape to do a podcast after the Moscone Cup is finished every day? We'll get Demetrius well, to run it. Y'all stay tuned. 
Hey, we can. Know, it, we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> it could be fun. We can always get some special guests on as well from out of the crowd. Yeah. Well, we can get people out of the crowd, <laughs> and I and I'm sure a couple of the players will hang around and talk to us for a little while as well about uh, the day's action. We uh, did that in Vegas two years ago. Shane joined the show for a little while. Uh, Emily Fraser is always uh, willing to step on and tell uh, Demetrius how it really is. And uh, hey, listen, but, uh, we can do whatever you want. No problem. We can do it while we're standing waiting for an Uber. <laughs> there we go. Well, uh, what, what Mike, Mike, what do you guys think? Rob, you guys on board for that? Yes. I can't right. wait for the drunk Nate Mindham podcast. That's what Kyle says. I can. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think, I mean, I'll do whatever you guys want. I think it's a bit ambitious to think you guys are going to do it at 11 o'clock at night after watching the whole thing. It's I think not you're a good idea. doing it as a, as a lead in at the beginning of each day. What I would, what I would suggest, because we don't, <laughs> we, we don't know every day what time it's going to be finished. We do know every day what time it's going to start. So I personally if, would suggest. If Team USA is up, we're having Jim on. That's a lock. I'm on every That's time. No problem. I'll have, I'll have, I'll have some more of this man. Guaranteed. I well, think. Yeah. I think based based on timing, if we're going to schedule it for everybody to be available, I would say it's probably better to do it beforehand, before the start of each day, because we know what time we can do it. We don't know what time we're finished. I don't know. Mike, we, I don't wake, know if I'm going to be you you wake up at 9 a.m. find me when you I'm jumping start at 9 a.m. dancing and waving my European flag and giving it 4-1, 4-1. You're not going to get my attention. Let's be honest. Come on. We'd be starting at, uh, what, 11, 11 Chicago time, noon Chicago time? No, the, I think the Moscone Cup starts at noon. The Moscone no. starts, starts at 7 p.m. UK time? Yeah, 6 o'clock. Half an hour ago. Half an hour ago. So 1 o'clock our time. Yeah. So we would probably want to start at 10. Because 10 o'clock. We'll figure 10 it out, boys. <laughs> yeah. I would certainly suggest doing, doing it before. Just send me an alert. Let's do well, session. We're no, getting popular know. enough now that uh, we get messages before the podcast saying, when are you guys starting? So now everybody maybe, knows. Maybe we should put it to a fan's vote. Fan's Ooh. choice. All right. So, so if, Earl, if Earl wins, we start at 9. Shane wins, we start at 10. Sky wins, we start at 11. And if uh, Chris or Tyler win, we don't do it at all. And we quit and give this up and sell it for more Manscapes. Or we could just, or we could just put a list of a, a list of names up, and people can vote on who do you want Mike to bash next week. <laughs> I got nothing but love for everyone. Between these two guys, Mike, we got all the love yeah, in the world. Between these two guys, there you go. Listen, Mike knows enough about all the top players to be able to spend ten minutes bashing each and every one of them. Earl over here. I don't have to bash Jason over players. here. Yeah. Oh, I did. Oh, come on! I did not bash on Jason. I'm giving him a pass. At least I bashed a troll. You guys are bashing Please. legends if of the we game. We have Earl and Jason on. The views are just going to go on skyrocket. So, you know, especially Earl with this guy. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> yeah. 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 Don't, Hi, don't do that. <laughs> hey, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, I do 12,000 push-ups, and you won't even give me the respect today. How strong that. is that? <laughs> I jumped oh, the whole table with a mutie. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, boys, I got to run because I got to go to the post office. <laughs>
everyone. Thanks again for listening. If you've liked what you've heard and you want to contribute to the future content that will be made, consider joining the podcast's Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash up. Becoming a Patreon of the podcast will help to create all of the future content that the podcast will have. Special shout out to Dave Peters, Aaron Taylor, Pete Silsby, Morgan Lupton, Ben Young, Robert Miller, Andy Morse, and Bill Pelham for your generous contributions to the podcast's Patreon. If you ever need any more information on what the Patreon system is or how you can contribute outside of the Patreon, please reach out to the podcast or Nate himself. If you would like to contribute to the podcast for free, consider sharing any podcasts or the podcast page on Facebook itself. Also, leaving a review and a rating if you listen through iTunes. It helps others find the podcast. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back soon with another episode of the Cue It Up podcast.